Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I thank you for being here. I thank you for sharing your time with me, taking time out of your day to listen to my words and for healing and for being compassionate and understanding when others may not be. That takes so much courage. To be a kind person, it takes so much more energy, you know? It's so easy to be sad and mad and angry and resentful and just a mean person in this day and age because we've normalized feeling sad and being angry and when parents yell at us we're like oh yeah it's normal but it's not you know when you have the courage to be kind and compassionate when you want to yell that takes so much effort and so I am so proud of you and I hope that you know that this is your first time listening I love you if this is not your first time listening welcome back I still love you. I hope that today somebody shows you how wonderful you are. Even if it's just a smile from a stranger because they see the beam of light that you carry when you walk. Or the compassion of the dog that lives across from you that comes up and wagging its tail. Knowing that you're a cute little human being and it wants to be pet by you. I just hope that you see the magic of your existence every single day. When you can see the magic of the mundane and find the beauty in that, it cultivates so much spaciousness and mindfulness. You know, we, we've been trained to find only the most extravagant parts of life in the biggest times of life. Oh, you know, having a kid or getting married or graduating high school or going to college or buying your first home you know those are things trained for us that we should be excited for but when you can look so for instance i am sitting by my garden and there's these two white butterflies i don't know if they're considered moths or not but i consider them butterflies because they are just magical and moths are also just as magical but moths have a bad reputation So I guess whatever they are, they're equally beautiful. And they're flying around and they're chasing each other and they look like they're in love. And that put a smile on my face. And you can probably hear the energy of me smiling behind the phone. And that's the most magical part of this human existence is those little things. The other day I came in the garden and there was a little turtle dove just sitting like on these little railings I have on the outside of it and it was just you know admiring me and so I left went inside and I grabbed my phone and as soon as I came back it was gone and it was the universe was just like sometimes you just need to be mindful and just take it in take that mind capture of the moment instead of grabbing your phone to do so and when you can just cultivate spaciousness and mindfulness from finding the magic in the mundane with the flowers smell the way that the sky illuminates that person's face at you know 5 p.m for golden golden hour is that what it's called i totally forgot or right now there's wind rustling through trees right next to me and it rained this morning so there's little patterns of rain that is hitting where right under what i'm setting and i can feel it on my skin and admiring the crispness and the cleanness of the air things like that and this is kind of like a hearing time for you to just take a deep breath just feel in your body and just be grateful 
So I want to quickly give, hmm, what do I want to call it? Just, I guess, a recap of what's been going on with me. Um, I'm going to make a whole huge episode on anxiety. But as of right now, I just want to talk about the feelings that are coming up for a lot of people right now. And it's a collective thing. So it's feelings of hopelessness and and worry and fear and, you know, thinking things aren't going to get better. It's all a trick. When, as a collective of people, when we are in a state of fear, we're easily controlled. When we are in a state of fear, we are easily devised. Is that a word? Devised. Divisionated. That's definitely not a word. Devised is the closest thing that I'm going to use. And when we're in a state of fear, we are unkind and non-gentle. So take your mornings to be present, to take those deep breaths, to eat yummy foods, to communicate when you need space from people. With the anxiety that's been coming up for me, sometimes I get so overwhelmed when people want to talk to me, but I just can't hold space for them. And I end up just saying that like, I know you want somebody to talk to right now and I know that you really want to talk to me, but I really do not have the capacity to listen to you. I can barely understand what's going on in my own mind. And so therefore, I can't hold space for you and I don't want to not acknowledge you. So please find somebody else. Things like that. Or when I start to get yelled at when I'm in the middle of an overwhelming session of not knowing what's happening in my body, and I really just want to yell and scream and just say, do not understand, I need a minute. And just communicating that. One of my friends reminded me that we feel the need to sometimes bottle up our emotions and let it out quietly because that's what a gentle human being is like. But sometimes the people that are meant to understand us you know, our parents, that they should be emotionally capable of taking care of us because they had us and it took us in. They aren't able to do that. And so sometimes it doesn't matter if they don't understand where you're coming from as long as you get off your chest what you needed to say. And I was saying this to a friend yesterday and I was just like, say it kindly one time. State that boundary with your parentals, with your guardians, with your parents. And if the next time they keep pushing after you've set that boundary, you are allowed to yell. There's this quote on Pinterest and it was about like use your voice even if it shakes. And if somebody is not understanding you and you need to let out your emotions and you can't say it kindly anymore, you are allowed to yell. But attempt to be the compassionate person first. And even though you yell doesn't make you non-compassionate. But when somebody hears you scream and yell at them for not, under, for not being compassionate towards you, they feel that vibration. Yelling and screaming is at a very intense vibration. And if they're in tune with themselves, they're going to say, whoa, like I should have listened to them. I am sorry that I did not listen to you. And I understand why you had to set that boundary. Thank you for being patient. So if you need to yell, you are allowed to yell. And if they still don't get it, that is perfectly okay. Because now you have the freedom of knowing that you expressed what you needed to express. Something that's also been heavy in my life right now is communicating. 
even in the most little situations, whether you like somebody and you don't even know if it's going to go somewhere, but they step a line or they don't understand that what they're doing is, you know, not what you want. Communicating that. Those are simple practices of when serious things come into your life. And communication and emotional intelligence, it's not about making the other person understand you. It's about you understanding why they react that way. I'm trying to say this situation without adding too many details because I'm a very open book, but I like to keep some things private in my life. And so I don't don't know, really know how to share, but I guess it's just instead of telling somebody that they are this so let's say the person isn't listening to you so you're like you're a bad listener they're not going to learn from that you know and they're going to then their egos are going to get attacked and they're going to say I'm listening to you and you're going to say no you're not and it's going to be a huge egotistical battle and instead you say what does listening mean to you and listen to that listen to them and what their definition of what listening is and then you share yours and you realize that they've been trained that listening does not mean something as deep as yours or vice versa and so then you share you say okay well this is what listening means to me if we're going to continue with this connection whether it's romantic platonic or even in your family you say I need you to listen to me more in my definition of what listening is. And I need you to try harder on that because that means a lot to me. And if they're not willing to hold space for you and say, okay, I understand what you mean now. They're not willing. They don't, they're not deserving to be in your life. That's something huge right now. I am done with mediocre relationships. I am done with mediocre understandings when I communicate my feelings and if you continue to make the same mistake over and you say you understand you know I deserve more than that and sometimes we give people excuses saying oh they had a hard day yeah give them that excuse once and then say hey you this like you know this has been on my mind recently and you know don't blame them because they we all are so resilient in our own ways to what happened to us as kids growing up and so, yeah, don't blame them, but just be like, hey, I I know that maybe you're having a hard week, but I need you to do this more because I feel neglected. And you're allowed to say that. Don't think that that's being too much. And once you start catching yourself saying, oh, well, I'm going to let it pass again. No, because that is the, that is you allowing yourself to be stepped on. That is not allowed. You know, we're healing this summer. We're healing a collective. We're he- like, I call it the revolution of healing. We are doing all these things and we are not meant to be stepped on any longer. I am done with relationships that don't see me fully. I put so much effort into understanding my friends and the people that I end up liking romantically or even my family. I try my best to be so compassionate with them and I expect that in return. I'm no longer going to give them excuse of that's just not who they are. They're just not that kind of person. No, because if they wanted to, they would. If they really wanted to understand you and have a connection, they would. They are going to go out of their way to make sure that you see seen, that you are seen and loved and understood. And that's something huge within all your connections that you are so worthy of. And it's so hard to express that at first. 
my myself last year would be so proud of me this year on communicating and setting boundaries because I am a classic people pleaser and I do not know how like I'm the person that normally tries to even out the playing ground in the room when something gets chaotic I'm the one to kind of be the bandage of that I'll put myself in that situation to make sure that I am the mediator the bandage for the situation I'm no longer doing that you know, if there's a situation, I will try to, you know, bring it up for both the people and say, hey, you guys need to talk this out. And I'll, I'll try it and attempt once on helping them figure it out. But after that, you know, it's not my problem. I'm not meant in this life to be anybody's therapist. <laughs> you know, I, I want eventually to help people. But in my loving connections, it would be a job for me out of love to help people. But in my everyday things I'm not meant to fix you I'm not meant to be a lot of us have motherly and fatherly issues and sometimes in my friendships or romantic connections that person thinks because I can hold space for them that I am meant to fix them oh Hallie's like this loving person I'm gonna you know like that like her and she's gonna fix me and you know then I can move on or then we'll grow happy together as friends or as more than friends and that's not okay i was just sitting here and this dragonfly that i thought it was a bee a dragonfly is my spirit guides but this dragonfly came really really close and just because i don't have my glasses on just from um looking at it without its wings freaked me out so i moved i'm trying to be so much more compassionate with bugs like normally when i see spiders i'll scream and i'll flick them or i'll stomp on them but now the other day i literally picked up a daddy long leg and moved it I was so proud of myself. I was like, oh my God, look at me. Like I can finally, you know, be more compassionate with and be more patient and not giving the spider a label of being bad because, you know, spiders aren't bad. I saw this TikTok and it was like, what makes something bad? Like in all honesty, what makes something bad? We look at, for instance, one of my biggest fears growing up was dolls. The only reason I'm scared of dolls is because of the horror movies of dolls. But then you look at a flower and you think it's beautiful. But there's flowers out there that if you touch it, it will release a flesh-eating bacteria and kill you. And so it's just the things that we've been told to be scared about. You know, you're not scared of heights. You're scared of falling. You're not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in the dark. It's always deeper than what you find it to be. And so there's nothing inherently scary about anything. And something about me that I've been realizing... And just in general that I want to share with the collective that's listening to this is don't share your fears with others. Don't share your fears with others unless you ask them first. You say, hey, I'm scared of this thing. Can I share it with you? Are you okay for me to share it with you? Because I take on energy so easily. And the past few times that I've been with friends and they've shared a fear of theirs, I envelop that fear and then I'm scared of that because I internalize what they are feeling if that makes sense. So like, for instance, my friend talked about this, so I'm going to share this one. Um, A lot of people have a fear of puking. I am one of those said people. And I was supposed to get on a plane two weeks ago to go fly, and I ended up not. Um, But another fear that was coming up with that is that friend who flew to me and then we're going to go fly to somewhere else ended up puking on a plane. And even though I... I don't get car sick, I don't get boat sick, I don't get plane sick, 
I automatically tricked my mom into saying that I was going to puke in the plane. And that wasn't, it was like paralyzing. I was like, no way in heck I'm going to get on that plane now. And it was, it was so paralyzing. I ended up having a panic attack over that. And that wasn't the reason I didn't go on the plane. But it was another fear of mine. And I've, you know, been out with friends. And I have a friend who's scared of, like, dark water. And I've never had that issue. Like, I've swam in dark, deep water before. Like, starting at a young age. It's not, like, scary for me. Until I was with this friend. And they shared with me how scared they are of dark, deep water. And next thing I know, I don't want to get in the water. Because I thought about all the reasons why they're scared of that. And thought of all the things that could be in the water. And then I didn't get in the water, even though I'm a water child. I'm a Pisces. I love water. I grew up swimming. I did competitive swimming for like seven years. I loved it at the time. Then I grew out of it. I like being in bodies of water is my way of cleansing my, my body. It's my safe space. And I was scared to get in the water. So whenever I have a fear, I try not to share it with people because I don't know if they do the same. But that's another thing is just try not to share fears with others because oh, that can spread like a wildfire. That's what's happening with a lot of things right now, which I can't talk about because it's going to get flagged. But, you know, we have these big fears over things. And as humans, fear is contagious. It's one of the lowest vibrational things ever. And the low vibe things are just as contagious as the high vibe things. It's balance. It's the Tao. It's finding the happy medium. But so I guess this is just like the little lessons that I've learned within the past um time i haven't been making podcasts as much because i've been going through a lot i again i'm gonna make a podcast episode on anxiety but i was having anxiety and panic attacks so bad where i thought i was going crazy because my mind was playing tricks on me and that freaked me the f out and there has become an extent of spirituality that's new age with existentialism and normally i'm really good with that like I say, oh yeah, we live on a floating rock. And I can just say that with shits and giggles and be like, okay, that's okay. And I can just, you know, talk about a matrix or these different things. And I always can like get by with it. I'm fine. Until my anxiety started. And I thought that I was living in a dream some days where my disrealization was so bad. My disassociation was so bad waking up where I literally thought I was waking up in a dream. And it terrified me. And nobody talks about that side of anxiety. And I never dealt with anxiety before this. So I never knew how to handle it. And nobody around me knew how to handle it correctly. Um, I don't mess with medication. If you do, if that's something that you need you're allowed to do that but for me I don't like suppressing my issues because then it will continue to happen with me I'd much rather figure out the root of the issue and deal with it with my own body and so I never have to deal with it again because medication does suppress the feelings of overwhelm your your anxiety and then one day or okay so this is the way anxiety works the more you suppress it and the more you run away from the fear of what of what ifs that your mind spirals you into. If you don't let your nervous system have a full 180, like a full run through, maybe it's 360. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you're gonna have to deal with that same panic attack again tomorrow. But if you can allow yourself to say, oh my God, I am scared. This is terrifying. I don't like this. I hate this. And feel it and say, 
you know what, fear? I'm not scared of you anymore. I just felt that and I got through that and nothing happened. And what ifs are literally just tricks by the mind. You will not have a panic attack the next day. Then a few weeks later, you're going to have one and the same thing will happen. And then you feel it. And then the next thing you know, you're not having to deal with panic attacks again. Or if they happen, you know exactly what to do. You feel through them and you notice how you're terrified. And you just allow that to take course in your body. You don't let it to spiral, but you just feel that feeling of fear in the pit of your stomach. And you let it dissolve out. And it's really, really interesting. But I've... It's kind of like I've been going through the four corners of my human existence. Um, oh, I think there's a trapped butterfly. Oh, I'm going to have to deal with that after this. Um, but there's like people, I'm one of those people that want to explore the corners of the world, um, the unknown places and just be like an adventurer and, you know, explore this human existence. And it's kind of like I'm the explorer of my body right now. We get so identified with our body, but there's so much exploring we have to do about our emotions. And it's like I've been exploring my body, what it means to be human, the fears. I had this one um, moment where I had the worst panic attack I've ever experienced, and I was driving home. And the top four worst fears, or three worst fears, three or four, all happened at once, and it was spiraling in my mind. One is losing somebody that I'm really, really close to and they weren't healthy and they're older, you know, they're not going to live forever. So that was coming up. And then the fear of puking on the plane and the fear of continuously disassociating and never getting out of it. So I guess it was three things. It made me spiral and it was just horrendous because I tricked myself into thinking I was going to puke where I literally made myself carsick. The mind is a crazy thing and it will trick you into thinking that you are that thing if you give the identification of that. And so I was nauseous in the car trying to hold the puke in and I was so scared I was going to lose this person that's close to me. You know, they probably still have like five to ten years, but I was like, they could die at any moment. And I don't know how I'm going to go on without them because we have such a deep connection. And then I had this the fear of being in a dream of this isn't this isn't even real, you know. And that, all those spiralings, and at the same time, I had the windows down in the vehicle, had my head out the window, and I saw the most magical sunset ever, with white fluffy clouds, with this bright pink pastel, you know, this beaming behind it, and there was some purple and some blue hues, and I was crying, I was crying at the beauty of it, I was crying at the feelings of, you know, being so existentially terrified at the same time of what was happening that it was like I was my soul was exploring the four corners of my existence and it was crazy and it was kind of like an ego death in a way too of understanding that I'm allowed to create create and envelop whatever I want this human existence to be and I have the power to bring anything to fruition and I am the creator of my reality and wow that was a really intense night and that panic attack lasted two hours I think just about and as soon as I got out of it I felt so good and so free and I continued to have panic attacks a few days after that but 
it's just crazy the extent that we are able to feel in this human body and animals aren't able to do that and bacteria or fungi we are the only race of things that live on this planet that are able to feel these crazy feelings and we it's so cool it's honestly so fascinating the way that our brain works and our heart works and our gut works and our parasympathetic nervous system and our amygdala storing memories and you know we can't live without our heart we can't live without our brain you know our spine is so cool too that that's just what i wanted to share so whatever you're going with like through right now you're not crazy a b you're gonna be okay because whatever you're going through has to end scientifically philo- philosophically it has to end like it will not last forever even though it feels like it is it's not allowed that's the way the universe works is everything starts and ends and it will end and you will get through it and even if right now you feel so paralyzed and crippled and suffocated by the feelings of being human one day you'll be like wow because whatever there is the pendulum of existence there is the extreme of you know dying and being terrified and then there's the absolute feelings of beauty and you can't have one without the other the deeper you feel in whatever extent the more magic you can feel the more magic you can see and seek and you know transform it into something physical so that's gonna be the end of this but i love you so much And I want you to just know that you're, again, going to be okay. And I thank you so much for being you and holding space for others and for yourself and taking moments and setting boundaries and, excuse me, stopping people-pleasing. Do what you need to do to make yourself be okay. And you will be okay. And you will understand one day, as cliche as that is. So I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.